1: What is going on, everybody? It is another episode of Pop Culture Crisis. It is episode 34, as a matter of fact. I'm here with my co-host. Introduce yourself.
2: Miracle Sam, nice to meet you. How you doing today? I'm okay, sir. How's your weekend go? Okay. Good? Yeah, what about you?
1: Uh Very relaxing. Uh, For me at least Mm -hmm. Um, I had most of the stuff for this show Planned and picked out Mm -hmm. pretty well ahead of time I knew what I wanted to talk about today So that's always relaxing I can have time to look stuff up Mm -hmm. Get started on um, research Looking into these things Uh, Everything except for topic four today Which is going to be a little bit different Uh, But in general it was a a relaxing weekend So Mm what did you do?
2: Um, I went to go shopping Uh, For food because If you guys don't know Certain areas of the country Is low um, Low in stocks Oh, uh... For, like, food, stocking, food stocks. Food stocks and stuff yeah. like
1: that? That's not good. I had to take, yeah. my, my, had to take my hoodie off already. Oh, so no, you're good. I'm already overheating. Uh, So, we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. I want to get into the box office, mm-hmm. as usual, per the Monday episode. Yeah. We're going to talk about episode one through three of Peacemaker. That mm-hmm. is very, very good. Yay. We are also going to talk about this really funny story about Logan Paul uh, and Pokemon cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I didn't know was even a thing until my friend, uh, a friend of mine from back in Minnesota... Told me about his uh, his love of Pokemon cards. I yeah, know. do you know
2: how to tell if they're uh, fake or not? No. We'll discuss it. When we'll discuss we get it. Okay, it. Yeah. cool.
1: A- excellent. Um, so uh, then we've also got uh, Kanye West having like the craziest weekend ever. Mm-hmm. I didn't even pull up specific articles. Well, all I did was I looked up, I just um, went to TMZ mm-hmm. and then just keyworded Kanye West and it's insane. Just the amount yeah, of stories. Yeah, they
2: have like a whole segment.
1: Well, I mean, you know, you would expect that for celebrities, right? But mm-hmm. all of these are like 13th, 14th, 15th. All of them are in like the space of just a couple of days so nice. um and then from coming there for you i know right mm-hmm. uh and then we've got Podluck, and we're going to talk about uh the equalizer which is coming back i just want to uh, say a couple words on that we were going to do that the other day and we ended up not talking mm-hmm. about it uh the there's a story here about the matrix which is less than stellar news uh and batgirl first look so mm. uh, are you are you sufficiently awake i need to make sure that you're awake
2: oh yeah I'm are,
1: you, are you awake here i'm gonna open this can for you ready Rar, rar. That was for you. (laughs)
2: Yeah, Uh,
1: yeah, I I need to make sure that you're awake for this. I'm awake. Okay, good. Uh, So I said, you want to just get right into it? Let's do it. Let's just get right into it. Okay. So first topic here, uh, we're going to talk about weekend box office estimates, Mm -hmm. and we've got some interesting numbers here. Um, uh, Everything fell in line with what I expected, uh, given that I have like certain people that I follow that. that talk box office numbers. Mm -hmm. Uh, They do a lot of like in-depth analysis that I don't really do. Uh, but they're, they tend to be very accurate, right? Yeah. So you uh, you base your opinions or, or like who you p- find credible by like their track record. Mm-hmm. Uh, Box Office Pro does really good or has recently more so yeah. than Box Office Mojo. And um, Odin from OMB Reviews mm-hmm. uh, he goes way more in depth into it than than we than other people do. Uh, and I always enjoy his takes on it. Yeah. Um, but this article is from Box Office Pro, and it says weekend estimates uh, Scream powers to number one with. million over the three-day weekend 35.4 million for four-day debut Mm -hmm. now i'm assuming that is supposed to be including tomorrow yeah because they do the box office breakdown every sunday on the site right Mm -hmm. uh so i'm assuming that they're referring to the fact that tomorrow is martin luther king day Mm -hmm. uh and it says uh spider-man no way home passes black panther to become the fourth highest grossing domestic movie of all time that's incredible Uh, like it's one of those things like Chris was telling us that one day he's like, all the topics seem to be about Spider-Man. I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. but it's like we haven't recently, but it keeps breaking records. Yeah. The
2: only reason he brought it up because he's like, I don't have any more good photos (laughs) of Spider-Man to use. I've
1: used all the good thumbnails. He's like, I can't, I can't get anymore. Mm -hmm. So it says, uh, despite hitting theaters amid the continued Omicron explosion in North America, which resulted in a total shutdown of cinemas in Ontario and Quebec, uh, I suppose that is North America, but when mm-hmm. they talk box office, they're really talking the United States most of the time. Scream powered its way into the box office record books this weekend. This is one of those funny records where it's yeah. like they have to make up a record for something. hmm and says, "Scream powered its way into the box office record books this weekend with an estimated 30.6 million over the three-day frame, and a projected 35 point or no, and a projected 35 million over the four-day uh, weekend with 3,664 locations, mm-hmm. including Thursday night previews, where the film grossed an estimated 3.5 million. So, when you really think about it, that's like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. That's a five-day yeah. weekend. When you really think about it, but." And says, "Now here's the record. This is the funniest part. That gives it the highest ever horror debut over Martin Luther King Jr. weekend, mm-hmm. uh, surpassing Universal's supernatural hit Mama, which I've never heard of in my entire life, uh, which took in 28.4 million, uh, and then 32.1 million in 2013. So they're saying 28.4 for the three for the three day, 32.1 for the four day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think it's funny here that they have to like." make it a caveat like it's a horror record uh during a full moon uh on a thursday in the year 2020 like they have to like keep adding like qualifiers to make records Mm because they love that's how they love to advertise this stuff it's the first person to do this Mm -hmm. it's the first movie to do that spider-man is breaking legitimate records Mm -hmm. by being awesome um and the thing was uh i had uh, a couple of friends who went and saw it i told them that i just wasn't like without wes craven I wasn't interested. That first screen movie is still iconic to me. I've talked about it at length. Yep. Uh I'll see it when it comes out on uh, on streaming. But in general, I didn't feel the need to go there. I did, however, win a bet with a friend of mine,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: where I said, "Okay, one of the two things is going to happen. Either one of the original three will be." Uh, okay. Spoiler alert, guys. um yep. Spoiler. Uh, a general spoiler alert. Uh, I said either one of the original three, meaning Dewey, Gale, or Sydney, will be one of the killers, mm-hmm. or one of the original three will mm-hmm. bite the bullet in this one, or bite the knife, as, yeah. the, as what have you. Uh, I will not reveal who it was, but I was correct uh, on that notion, so I gloated endlessly mm-hmm. uh, through text for about a mm, couple hours.
2: How much did you win?
1: I won a dollar. Oh. I won a dollar. Uh, but this is the point. The point was I was right, mm-hmm. and that's I was like, you yeah, I'll take ca-. I was like, "I'll take cash or check, mm-hmm. whatever, however you want to pay Venmo. Me back." V- Venmo, I'd rather they mail the money to me. It makes me feel more real. <laughs> so Ooh. I, I got to kick out of this. Well, one thing that's funny about this is they were talking about like whether like because I'm when we initially saw that this was coming out this weekend, mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of a no brainer that this would uh, do really well. Yeah. What I didn't realize is that. Uh, as much as I love the original four films mm-hmm. uh, in order one, two, four, three—that's the order of my favorites uh, mm-hmm. of the screen movies—the last one, four, only did a hundred million U.S. box office, which is good. Yeah. But it was still a Wes Craven movie. You'd think it would have done better than that. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it's like it's kind of like Halloween—they mm-hmm. have diminishing returns. And from what I understand, the budget on the movie was only like twenty-four million, so that makes it extremely easy to become profitable very quickly. Yeah. Um profitability I believe it's uh, if you want to figure out the full budget for a movie you take the budget it took to, to make the movie and then you times it by 1.5 mm-hmm. to get the full budget including marketing so that means this movie has to make like uh, what 50 like 60 million to you know to around 60 million to, yeah. to be profitable which it'll do very easily I'm sure mm-hmm. um, but I do see here that they are still uh, l- listing Omicron mm-hmm. of course uh, do you think there'll ever be a time where they stop like nope. listing these things? You think this will just go on forever?
2: Nope. Once um, COVID's over, they're going to blame it on some other disease yep. or like elderly. VidCod. Vid-cod. vidcod what is vidcod it's, uh, it's when
1: it's covid backwards <laughs> it's just covid
2: backwards but it's basically when nobody shows up to the movie yeah. to see it they'll
1: just give it a name mm-hmm. and then it's like oh it's it's because of vidcod
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh <laughs> the new scream also likely benefited from a sturdy uh, a sturdy average on rotten tomatoes which the, where the film currently stands at 75 percent. uh you okay
2: yeah, okay. there's just another stink bug. They
1: are everywhere, yep. all the time. They uh, like to haunt us. They do. Um, we should start, we should be selling the sti- we should we should create like a little like uh in like what do you call it like a plant for them and like a an enclosure mm-hmm. a stink bug enclosure off the table with it. So it says. Um, the film benefited from a sturdy average on Rotten Tomatoes, where the film currently stands at 75%. Mm-hmm. A particularly good rating for a horror movie. Positive reviews are important for a franchise like Scream. I am of two minds on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to believe that uh, these days, whether people like it or not, people don't really look to critics for this type of information. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you would, would, do you at all care what critics say about movies, or, or you're just interested from the get-go?
2: I just, if I'm interested from the get go, I'll watch it yeah, no matter what. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So
1: it's like, I very like, I just don't picture like the person, like who's the person at uh, my age or your age mm-hmm. that like is sitting at home like, Hmm, what should I go see tonight? Let me check rotten tomatoes to see what they're, sc-. I just don't buy that. That's mm-hmm. a thing.
2: I think people nowadays just watch movies if it's heavily advertised. Yeah. If it's like shoved down your face. Yep. Um, They'll watch it.
1: Yep. And it depends on the sites you go to and Mm. and where you look. Like, we get so many... I I see so many, uh, like, advertisements all the time because of uh, where I look to get news and everything like that. So it says... uh, Word of mouth is also critical. That one I believe more mm-hmm. than uh, than the critics being important. And on that front, Scream appears to be generating some good buzz overall. At least judging mm-hmm. by exit surveys and online audience ratings, the Cinema Score is B plus. Cinema Score is a better av- is a better aggregator, in my yeah. opinion, than like Metacritic. Better than Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cinema Score is a B matching Scream 2's high series grade series high grade. And on Rotten Tomatoes, the sequel's audience score currently stands at an excellent eighty five percent. That Matters mm-hmm. uh, Nobody goes to Rotten Tomatoes To see what the critics think They go to see What the audience thinks Yeah I, th- I think is the, is the uh, General consensus these days uh, It says The audience score Currently stands At an excellent 85% Based on over A thousand responses That's also good You have to look at How many people Actually took the time To, to write Mm -hmm. Uh, That could bode well for the film's long term run, particularly with no major horror releases on the near horizon. Mm -hmm. Uh, So then if you go down here, it says it opened to 18 million overseas uh, from 50 markets. That's pretty good. So it's already on its way to profitability, hopefully. Uh, and then right here, overseas, No Way Home grossed an estimated $33.4 million from 63 markets, bringing its international total to $926 million and its global tally to 1.26, $1.625 billion. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, let's see what does it say for domestic yeah it says falling out of the top spot for the first time in five weeks with Sony's uh, Spider-Man No Way Home which surpassed Avengers Infinity War 678.8 lifetime total on Friday and this is on track to surpass Black Panther's 700 million mm-hmm. on Monday to become the fourth highest grossing movie of all time here domestically so uh, un- unreal and look at it, it is just to follow up on just how awful the 355 is doing it finished in fourth place this week Oh <laughs> and it was the only new release last week mm-hmm. uh it only grossed 2.34 million dollars for the three-day weekend and an estimated 2.81 over the four-day weekend nobody cares man mm-hmm. nobody cares about your uh your um jessica chastain vehicle for identity politics i'm mm-hmm. sorry uh so uh we'll just go down here look at the numbers so just it goes right here so S- spider-man made 30.6 uh million spider-man did another 20.8 that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sing did 8.27 and two points. So you can list them all there. The mm-hmm. Kingsman made uh, 2.39, uh, but only a 28% drop, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you see those numbers, like, you, you can look at the amount of uh, how much it fell from week to week, and you want to yeah. keep those averages down. Spider-Man only dropped 36%, yeah. and it's in week five. That was five, that was a, over a month ago yep time has flown was was that review that we did was that the first week we were doing the show uh, second week third week third week yeah it was okay. the third week we've been doing it that long <laughs> we we're 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 on our way my yeah. friend we're we're Yeah doing
2: good. and we also increased another thousand subscribers too Did we yeah what are we up to we're seven Point two subscribers nice
1: nice. so we're growing that is good I'm going to get views up there so we're going to talk about that Uh, guys if you have if you're not following us go follow us on YouTube uh, to follow the the channel there the segments all go up like this will be its own segment there you can also in the segments uh, on YouTube there's a link to Spotify on there follow Mm -hmm. us on the social medias there's a TikTok there isn't a Facebook those are at pop culture crisis and you can follow the Twitter it's at pop culture underscore show so please go follow Follow us on there. It'll make Dane very happy.
2: Yep, and also if you want to watch the full length things,
1: Spotify, Spotify, Go to Spotify. Can help you. Yep, but all my like from uh, it's it's interesting. I've been having people reach out to me and say they want to get the full video version. Um, because they love to look at the articles mm-hmm. while we're going through it. And I said, uh, we're, we're working that we want that to be um, available to timcast.com members. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Hopefully, if
2: soon you'll see something. That
1: would be very cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you love, like, I, th- I really do believe that when we do this, it's best viewed as like an entire conversation, yeah. like through the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think the segments do the show justice. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah.
2: It's still in the working process. You yeah. might see something very soon. Just keep your fingers crossed, and just like hope that we'll say something in the near future. Yep.
1: Uh, uh, Did you? What did? Did you and Charlie? You guys? You and Charlie didn't go see any movies this weekend, did you?
2: Uh, No, we're supposed to. um, I think today we're supposed to go to a hockey game.
1: Okay. Okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where?
2: Oh, um, nearby Rockville. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. A high school game, college game? No, it's like a little league. Oh,
1: cool. Mm-hmm. Does Charlie play hockey?
2: Yeah, he used to play hockey. He used to do wrestling. Um, but we're going because his little brother wants him to support him.
1: Oh, that's adorable. Mm-hmm. All right.
2: So I was like, um, basically, I overheard his little brother. He's like, hey, Charlie, can you come to my hockey game? And Charlie's like yelling. He's like, go ask my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah well you're, you're
1: you're the one who's in charge uh, uh sure
2: well for yeah. me I'm like i I don't really mind if you want to go support family, go ahead yeah
1: it's uh, mm-hmm. that's uh, you're you're the one uh, in charge of the relationship as as women tend to be in, in, in these things so <laughs>
2: yeah, I got mad at him because he um he wasn't driving correctly What today No, um the other day because like we're on the freeway and like he does this thing where he drives in the middle.
1: Oh, uh, oh well, well no, because what he's doing is um, he's going like between the between the snow, right? To, no, uh, okay. there was
2: no snow, but basically he does that even without snow. Like, so you know how like the lane is divided with the white dots, right? Mm-hmm. No, he goes like right next to in the middle, and I'm like, Charlie, you're in the middle. He couldn't tell. No, he can't, but that's how he was taught, and then like freaks me out because like um, because people on the side almost like side. Um, basically, like, scratch his car because, like, he's too close to yeah, the side. Yeah,
1: that's, that's scary.
2: Yeah, and I'm like, doesn't your Jeep, like, have, like, lane departure? And he's like, I think so, but I the think i th- turn it off.
1: You can't. Tr- Usually if a car has that, you can't turn it off. Yeah, it's,
2: you can. Like, my... No. My, really? rich, my first car... Oh, no, it's the
1: seatbelt ones you can't turn off. Mm-hmm. You can't turn off, like, the seatbelt. Yeah, the but annoyance. my
2: first car that I had, um, it was a Toyota Corolla, and they had lane departure, but there was a button to turn it off if you got annoyed by it. Ah, Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, you guys better drive safe this weekend. Yeah,
2: well, like, I told him, dude, I legit, like, yelled at him. I was like, I'm driving. That's, like, a bad sign if I say I'm driving.
1: uh, Guys, um, if Miracle is saying that she's driving, it's it's kind of an inside joke here. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're not going to be rude today. I'm going to be polite. Uh, But if Mm -hmm. Miracle has to drive, bad, bad things Mm -hmm. could happen. So if Charlie's, if if he's driving worse, that's... Mm -hmm. He'll
2: learn Yeah he'll learn He'll learn He'll learn learn, But like I just don't like it Because he's an absent driver Like he's absent minded sometimes Eh, So like you have to Remind him to pay attention To the road Like for me, I'm just a terrible driver, but at least I'm. But at least
1: you're paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right. Because there there was one time where I was driving all the way to Penns, like driving from Pennsylvania all the way over here because Andy was like, "Come over here, we need the mailbox key," and I'm like, "Okay," and like Charlie was so tired, so I took over, but he didn't even fall asleep. But there was a um, police officer. it was an estate trooper. It was a highway police officer. And he stopped one of the cars. And I couldn't stop because he was like too close to my side. Yeah. So basically, I just went by and Charlie screamed at me because he thought I was going to hit them. And I was like, Charlie, don't yell.
1: Bad things will happen, my friend. I know, you gotta but be careful.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, don't yell at me when I'm driving.
1: Yeah, that, that never helps anyone.
2: Yeah, but happen. he, like, that's how his reaction is. He yells and I grab.
1: Yeah. No. Both. Uh, arguably, both are really bad ideas uh, yeah. when somebody else is trying to operate an extremely heavy vehicle that could uh, hurt. Well, people. like he's
2: holding my hand, and if I see him doing it wrong, like I squeeze tight because I'm like, "Dude, do it right."
1: Oh man! Uh, so glad I am not in the car with you guys. Well, <laughs> no he, offense.
2: Yeah, yeah, but no. he doesn't recommend sitting in the back of the jeep because he can feel more in the back.
1: I, I don't doubt he'd be bouncing around. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let, dude, let's talk Peacemaker. Yay! Let's uh, let's talk Peacemaker because this was me and me and Miracle actually. Uh, what one thing that bothered me about this was mm-hmm. I, I ended up accidentally catching some reviews after I wrote my notes out for this. Yeah, and. I agreed with some of the points I disagreed with others mm-hmm. uh, But I try to not I, I don't want that stuff To to cloud my judgment of it Yeah so for sure Basically what we're looking at here Is this is um, The first three episodes Were just released On HBO Max mm-hmm. Peacemaker If you guys don't know Is a character He was a standout character In mm-hmm. the Suicide Squad movie uh, The Suicide Squad Meaning the James Gunn version uh, That came out in 2021 Not yeah. the David Ayer version uh, That came out in 2016 mm-hmm. And what I will say is that that i uh really enjoyed john cena's portrayal uh miracle is not a fan of john cena mm-hmm. i am unless i am I, I have less uh disdain uh for him but in general i enjoyed this performance because one thing uh, about this is um well, first, let's go through the other cast members. Uh, f- uh, I would say that the two standout performers so far have been John Cena as yeah. Peacemaker and uh, Freddie Stroma as Adrian Chase okay, uh, I as like, Vigilante. I love his character. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Although I am not a fan of them making both... Of, like, like, making... Uh, uh, vigilante goofy Mm -hmm. it works in this context uh when you're swallowed up by the ridiculousness that is james gunn's storytelling yeah it you kind of uh the fact that it's kind of ruining a character you love fades away slightly for me Mm -hmm. uh so there's this they're both uh, very (laughs) they have no morals yeah Uh, they are extremely um violent uh, mm-hmm. both of them and what i found is like uh, in the reviews they talk about how adrian uh, how the vigilante is even more um violent yeah, and and, immor- and immoral than mm-hmm. than peacemakers so what i think is interesting about this is uh the other character i thought would be more of a standout would have been uh jennifer holland as mm-hmm. amelia harcourt she had a couple of moments that felt like possible brilliance mm-hmm. Me, mainly in that scene uh, where she she she, she uh, when she does her like witty banter back and forth mm-hmm. it doesn't always land she has this one line where she reinstate where she restates his uh the famous line that peacemaker said from the original suicide squad movie he says yeah i thought you cherished peace with all your heart not you didn't care how many men women and children you had to kill to g- kill to get it yeah when she delivered that that was good and then the scenes of them when they're Uh, in the sniper perch in episode three those were good too Mm -hmm. but the scene like of her at the bar with him was cringe 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 Um,
2: well she did say that she just wanted to go to the bar to have a drink by herself but these two guys are like harassing her and then you're just like coming out of nowhere following her it's uh, like and and
1: maybe that's what left a bad taste in my mouth is Mm -hmm. the two the completely over the top now Okay, the dad, Mm -hmm. you can already tell that the dad is a racist. He watches an Alex Jones knockoff, and it's really over Mm -hmm. the top. It's really ham-fisted. Now, normally, that would bother me because it feels like preaching. But here's Mm -hmm. the thing. James Gunn's storytelling as a whole is always ridiculously Mm -hmm. over the top. So it's less... bothers me less okay yeah so say you take that same character the dad mm-hmm. you know he's racist he's a he's clearly like a, a parody of what they believe all right-wingers are yeah like right-wing people are which is stupid and immature mm-hmm. and extremely um uh devoid of actual interaction you can tell they don't interact with people that view the world differently than them right james yeah. gunn doesn't now if you're telling a straight story mm-hmm. and you add characters like that like his dad like those two guys at the bar Mm-mm. it doesn't land because it feels like a parody in something that's supposed to play as real life yeah but the storytelling is so ridiculous it doesn't really bother me
2: exactly well, it, i feel like it's well written but i just don't like it when they do like modern politics into yep. it
1: so and what i found is like it it, it was kept to a bare minimum. a, a as close to a bare minimum as mm-hmm. they can. What's weird to me is that this movie wasn't written that long after the Suicide Squad mm-hmm. movie and it that part, that tone, that part of the tone feels very different. It doesn't, like I didn't catch any of that in the Suicide Squad yeah. movie. Um, I will say that one thing that uh, James Gunn's storytelling suffers from is mm-hmm. the confined nature of television. Yeah. Meaning that when he does these ridiculous stories that he tells yeah. with ridiculous characters acting ridiculously, it, works in this environment where there's a giant starfish trying to fucking uh, destroy the world. Yeah. Right? So the, the the story and the character development seem to coincide. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Uh, whereas in this, it seemed to work best once we finally found out what the butterflies were and it's a supernatural threat and then it really kicks into gear. Mm-hmm. When they're just in that like headquarters and the, and the Economos character is like, bantering back and forth with peacemaker it doesn't land yeah it doesn't work to me uh were there any parts that you felt really worked and parts that really didn't
2: um i forgot what her name is but she's like the bigger lady
1: De, uh, Lato- uh, uh, yeah uh Adebeo. that's amanda waller's daughter
2: Oh, okay I was yeah. wondering who she was I was so confused What her character was yep. I was like Why is she talking to Amanda Waller I, Is she an employee Why is she so close uh, It's it's her daughter Okay I like her character a lot Like yeah. in the beginning I was kind of annoyed Because like They kind of made her The stereotypical lesbian black woman
1: But she's But she's got heart And she's, mm-hmm. she's She comes across Like a full-fledged human being Yeah, right? that's why
2: I grew to love her yeah. more Yeah, yeah Because exactly. like She made more sense She was like Hold up Hold up I asked you If your eagle is Like friendly Yeah I know he's friendly to you So this one scene I think it was in episode One or two Mm -hmm. Where basically like Peacemaker has a pet eagle Named Eagly And she was like Is it friendly And he was like yeah And she tries to pet it And it bit her And she was like I thought you said It was friendly And he's Mm -hmm. like Oh yeah it's friendly to me And she's like No I know it's friendly I for you. It's friendly
1: to you that's yeah that that mm-hmm. part was that that part was funny. she and she's like uh, in general she mm-hmm. comes across as like she's um
2: she's more like the sound voice. She, she's kind of normal mm-hmm. and
1: everything else is just ridiculousness happening around her yeah so they 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 resisted the urge to turn hin- her hysterical and make mm-hmm. her a stereotype i yeah. love that um so uh, I, I do think that maybe the weakest link is the guy who plays Clemson Myrn. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I just don't think he has the charisma. Like he's supposed to play strong and stoic mm-hmm. with in the stoic humor. Like the it's kind of it's supposed to come off as dry. Yeah. It doesn't really land. Like there's that scene with him in Economos mm-hmm. when they're putting the camera up in the tree mm-hmm. and he talks about personal growth. Yeah. And he makes all these like kind of like you can't I tell if he's being part. You can't tell if he's being serious or not. Mm-hmm. In the hands of like somebody with uh I guess more stage presence. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm not familiar with the actor, yeah. but it, the lines just don't land for me. Like he's playing into that role the same way that uh, Danielle Brooks is playing into the into the Adebayo role. But yeah. Danielle Brooks's uh, acting seems to fit more in line with that. But it also does feel like a lot of this is like um, th- they're all just kind of side characters mm-hmm. uh, who get minimal development. I'm imagining that. Uh, are you okay?
2: Yeah, I'm She's okay. A, uh,
1: I uh, One thing I hated, I hated the musical number at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I understand it fits the absurd, the absurdist tone mm-hmm. of, the, of the show, uh, but it, it, it didn't really work for me. One thing I, I do think works, is the, the reason why I think John Cena works so well as Peacemaker mm-hmm. is you can tell that he's uh as violent as he is and he's a lot less that's the other thing this yeah. feels like a different character for uh, you didn't see the movie uh, a little bit he's a much different he was very violent mm-hmm. and he was very uh he, there's way more emotion in him in this he's mm-hmm. it doesn't even feel like the same character in a lot of ways yeah when, when he's portraying this character who's like this violent um killer mm-hmm. who's been sentenced to a gazillion years in prison because of how many people he's murdered um what you get here is a guy who deep down Mm -hmm. really wants to belong. Like what do you you remember the line when he's in the bar and he goes, you think I'm handsome? Yeah. Like he looks like like a child. Yeah. He 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 turns
2: um, bashful because um, that's good
1: acting on Cena's part. mm -hmm. Like he pulls that off.
2: But the part that I kind of liked him was in the beginning where he, uh, the first episode where he's trying to order, he's like, Hey, sweet cheeks, I'm ready to order. And like, everybody's like staring at him. He's like, Mm -hmm. what? And they're like, what? you know that means you're complimenting her butt right And he's like no i meant her face yeah like she has sweet cheeks and they're like no <laughs> and then my favorite character amanda waller's like daughter she's like it's like saying like hey sugar tits yeah and he was like well her boobs are too big to be sugar tits yeah. and then like he points out who has the sugar tits like that's the part that i like
1: he comes off as very earnest mm-hmm. and like he just like he like he just wants to be friends with these people
2: yeah exactly um
1: I, I don't know. Like I, I saw a lot of negative reviews from mm-hmm. people that I like. Uh, well,
2: because there's like a lot of cringe to th- it. Like in the beginning when I first watched it, so I watched it before uh, before Brett and I was watching it with our coworker Andrew, and Andrew absolutely hates, hates the series.
1: Yep. And I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I get why people would hate it. Look what I find most uh compelling about most of James Gunn's work mm-hmm. is that a Next to all the violence, Mm -hmm. all of the sexual innuendos, all of the sexual intercourse, Mm -hmm. all of the crazy monsters and absurdity, there's usually uh, a lot of heart mm-hmm. uh, in the message. Uh, in the Guardians of the Galaxy, it's family. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing in in The Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's these characters trying to find themselves. Uh, if you see a movie, there's a character named Ratcatcher 2 yeah. who absolutely brings more heart and soul to this movie, mm-hmm. but it's brought out through James Gunn's writing of the character.
2: Oh, speaking of Ratcatcher, they brought him up. Um, them, not him. Um, him. They brought up that character yep. in the series. And
1: the, there's a lot of self referential mm-hmm. humor. Uh, the Aquaman has sex with. Uh, fish. Fish. Yeah. Uh, there's a. Pe- okay, I cringe at the Pepe. Uh, the, did you hear? Did you hear the Pepe reference?
2: Um, I think I like zoned out. For uh, a bit. Th-
1: when he makes the when he talks about the the Aquaman has sex easily, goes. I heard it on Twitter, and I refuse <laughs> to believe that Pepe the Frog '89 would lie to me uh,
2: for no reason. Yeah, like, I think they're I very, zoned out, out of that.
1: They're very clearly taking jabs at uh, people that they believe are bad at the mm-hmm. opposite end of the political spectrum, and I honestly like as somebody who is very. Um, uh, quick to notice that stuff Found that it did not bother me And this is the way it would In a lot of uh, In a lot of other mm-hmm. stuff So I can give James Gunn A lot of credit for that I don't know if he'll be able To pull that off For the other six episodes Yeah uh, Six, seven I think it's eight episodes right Not bad Five Five more episodes So And that's going to be the cool thing We're going, going to be able to review this Once a week So starting mm-hmm. next week On the 20th um, Another episode comes out uh, It's called The Chode Less Traveled <laughs> so uh I, I think uh who I- other than um Adebayo like what character do you think other than Adebayo who you like the most now and mm-hmm. Cena and Peacemaker who do you think is going to end up standing out the most
2: I think Finch, uh Freddie yeah Freddy uh, f- uh, Freddy Adrian Stray- Tra- yeah A- Adrian Chase yeah Adrian Chase yeah basically his character is really good even though like how you said in the original comic books he's supposed to be like more cold-hearted less emotions but i really like how james gunn kind of wrote his character where he's kind of funny but he doesn't care about shooting people like that one scene with the butterflies where like john cena couldn't do it because it's a whole family he's like hey buddy let me take (laughs) over and he's just like humming and like shooting at the same time
1: the <laughs> the the funny part about that is is i i feel like that would have worked better if they hadn't revealed that they were butterflies mm-hmm. because the moment that they were revealed to not even be human yeah. there should have been like peacemakers should have had no qualms mm-hmm. about about pulling the trigger mm-hmm. but now he doesn't feel like the peacemaker of old, but it, like you said, like that there, there's also the parts like when I kill a, a murderer or when I kill a guy who sells heroin to children mm-hmm. or <laughs> or does graffiti. Mm-hmm. He, like, he starts listening like uh, Adrian Chase starts listening less and less serious crimes as to yeah. reasons that he kills people. That was really clever writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm worried that the story will get bogged down in the dad, b- meaning the dad's a racist, dad's a, yeah. a stereotype. Okay,
2: so the part with the dad that Brett is talking about, there's a scene where his dad is wrongfully accused of a crime that John Cena did. Yeah,
1: that, that Peacemaker did.
2: Yeah, and, um, and then when he went to jail... All the prisoners like basically defended him Because there was somebody who was sitting in his spot And they all kneeled to him And did the Hitler salute And said hail white dragon And I was so confused And they asked Brett or was it you or I, Andrew? I
1: don't know. I, it's not something I'm familiar with. So. Okay, I
2: think I asked Andrew. I was like, I don't get it.
1: Yeah, well, and it, it's a like, KKK reference. Yeah. Uh, so that's cringe. That's very mm-hmm. cringe. Um, I don't know. If that's from the comics, uh, I don't know what. Like, like I said, that's, uh, it's mm-hmm. not a character I'm familiar with. Uh, I could just be, you know, like I said, these are more obscure characters yeah. and uh, more of a normie, but in general, just the, the racism angle is just cringe mm-hmm. to me. So like if it gets bogged down in that, it could be frustrating, but in general, also judo master was fricking awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, the guy who plays judo master is fantastic.
2: Yeah. I love that character too, because he's like eating hot Cheetos and they're yeah. like, um, do you want to eat something else? And he's like, no, I'm good. Yeah. And then when uh, the other guy he's,
1: says like they're empty calories.
2: Yeah. He's like, so what? And then John Cena is like, I want some. And he's like, Oh, you want some? <laughs> and like, he kicks it. He's like
1: hurting him with hot Cheetos. It's the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I, I just, I think there's a lot of potential here and a lot of people didn't give it. Uh, it's funny too. Cause like I gave Superman and Lois episode one, a more harsh review than I'm giving this. Mm-hmm. And arguably, There was more to be worried about in here, but Gunn's writing is so, uh, uh, covered it so well that it didn't bother me as Mm -hmm. much. So I understand that most of the humor that you're seeing in this is very, very mid-2000s. Yeah. But in an age now where everything is extremely politically correct, I'm fine with a little bit of 2008 humor, even if they're not poking fun back the other way. Like, I'd like him to see him, like, if he's gonna bring stupid... Boring, annoying modern politics into it, at least be more even handed with it. Yeah. But if he keeps the writing up the way he's going, it's not going to bother me as much as it could. Well, I had true. articles pulled up on this. I, I mm-hmm. say we don't even need them. Uh, we don't
2: need them because like we both watched it yeah. and we loved the series. Th-
1: there's an article here about uh, peacemaker mocks its own fans mm-hmm. that uh, I, I kind of liked at the top and then kind of fell off at the bottom. They talk about how uh, the MCU mm-hmm. uh, is very self, uh, they hold their ki- their superheroes in high deference, meaning that they're very well highly regarded. Mm-hmm. Whereas they're taking the piss out of their own heroes here, meaning like what he says about uh,
3: mm-hmm.
1: what he says about Aquaman. Yeah, he talks about all that stuff. Did I have anything else listed here? Um, oh, uh, I, I do think one of the hardest parts about this is like you do have to redeem him for killing Rick Flagg, mm-hmm. who is like arguably like one of my like one of the few Brett uh, on your mic stand. <coughs> Sorry, guys. I'm going to switch the camera to Miracle here so you can see her. Yep, she's got to get rid of it. (laughs) We're good. We're good. Um, uh, One thing I would have loved to see, uh, because it's the character of Rick Flagg is played Mm -hmm. by Joel Kinnaman, who's a fantastic actor. Yeah. Uh, I would have loved to have seen a Rick Flagg series starring Joel Kinnaman, directed by David Ayer, who did the original Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. So uh, I didn't really have any other uh, notes in here. I said... It, he, he has that like masculine bravado mm-hmm. Which you which he pulls off because of how enormous he is Compared to Like you don't realize how big a wrestler is Until mm-hmm. you see him stand next to regular people
2: Exactly like, But also I'm kind of grossed out with that single vein That goes from his <laughs> chest to his up. That is so gross
1: there, uh, This show is worth watching Just for the scene where he has sex with the girl at mm-hmm. the, After the bar He comes and he, and, and he
2: says freedom and, and he
1: yells freedom as loud as he can <laughs> yeah. it, it really is worth watching just for for that scene, it is uh, it is hilarious. Mm-hmm. So, uh, guys, I am giving this a high recommend to watch the first three episodes, and mm-hmm. then uh, if they're up, you know, if they fall into you know something that you think that you'd enjoy or you enjoy, I do recommend watching you know the rest yeah. of the way through. So, what do you think uh, as well?
2: I think so too. There's funny scenes in it. Like if we get over like the modern politics where they throw here and there, it's actually a pretty good show. You just need to tune it out.
1: Yep, that's mm-hmm. and like I said, uh I think that's always the goal, but guns writing makes it easier than mm-hmm. a lot of other shows do.
2: Yeah, because like he just throws it and then they never revisit it. But I did search up the character White Dragon and there there's conspiracy theories that they might include a Nazi super team. Because the White Dragon's similar to the Vinchilante, where like he has no superpowers but he's Good in close contact, uh, but it's an combat. actual character. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right.
1: So I, I like I said, that's uh, I, that's not one that I had been familiar with. So that's good I mean that's good That's at least it's like uh, of course they're making it into uh, a modern a modern reference but we'll uh, we'll give them a pass right now Mm -hmm. we'll see how the writing goes for episode I say more judo master yeah more of uh, and if Amelia Harcourt is going to do better Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the actress um, her scenes with Cena tend to be the ones that do the best yeah meaning like the scenes where she's just talking with Economos or the other characters Mm -hmm. uh, at the at the, the headquarters don't really land for me yeah but the scenes with her and Cena at least have a better chance of that so Mm -hmm. we will see um what character uh so you you think Adebayo is the best she'll probably become far more important
2: yeah I really like her character because like in the first scene she does like talk to Amanda Waller through Skype yeah and then like that one scene where she tells like her wife like hey I think we need to go like we need to repl. like we need to place these somewhere else because I don't think it's safe and like her wife legit like has a legitimate argument she's yeah. like you move me out here yeah. and now you're telling me that you want us to be separated
1: yep I mean that part if there's anything that I thought didn't really work mm-hmm. it was like bringing the wife unless that comes into play later
2: well she is in the opening scene so I think she has more important roles
1: so maybe the wife gets kidnapped later or mm-hmm. something but or maybe
2: un- her wife is like secretly a secret agent yeah
1: like unless if that mm-hmm. if her wife doesn't end up having more of a role later on mm-hmm. I think think it was a needless ad. Of well, a character. no, I don't
2: think it's needless. I think it creates her character to be more human because she has something that she loves. Okay, and like okay, yeah,
1: no, you're you're probably you're yeah,
2: right. like they're trying to make the character more diverse as a human. Yep. Um, I don't know. Like maybe the wife has more of an important role because Yudo Master, like he had like a few scenes but it was like the best scenes ever he's
1: listed as seven episodes so he should mm-hmm. he'll be in you know what i meant by that more was like maybe they could have done it where she talks to the wife on the maybe they don't need to cast her like you know like it, mm-hmm. i guess not written no you're no, right
2: no but i like the because in the opening scene um of episode one this is what annoyed me a little bit but later i grew to love it so she's talking to her wife they move into the hotel room or a motel room. What's the difference?
1: A, I thought it was like in a par- Oh, you're right. You're
2: right. What's the difference?
1: Uh, I don't know. Hotel okay. is nicer than a motel.
2: Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the difference. Yes. But um, basically, like, she's talking and then they talk about their future because they have three tiny little toy dogs. And, like, she's talking to her wife about their future. She was like, if we have a baby, like, if we have a baby, I want to name her. Um, so, Chris. Make sure you write this down so we can censor this. But she writes down, if we have a daughter, I want to name her Octopussy. If it's a boy, we're going to name him Sharknado. You know that
1: that's like a character from a James Bond movie, right? Yeah, but I don't... You don't need to edit that out.
2: But I don't know if if you two will let us say it or not. I
1: think we'll be fine.
2: Okay. But basically, her wife was like, I hope we have a son. And she was like, why? And she was like, because it's easier to explain to my mom that our son is named Sharknado than Octopussy.
1: That is probably true.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, she, I, I think she's, she'll end up being a very, very important character towards, I think the, so. towards I, the end. I also, uh, I, there needs to be more of, uh, if seen as, like it needs to be more of him in peace, uh, Peacemaker and Vigilante because mm-hmm. they are clearly the best uh, on-screen duo as far as characters working together.
2: Oh, that's weird. So no. I just did more research on... White Dragon And mm-hmm. they appeared Another character Named Richard Dragon Which he's supposed Oh to yeah Um he's supposed To be in the Arrowverse Yeah
1: he is He was played by Dolph Lundgren Yee
2: I don't know But I don't or know no, Richard
1: Dragon Was played <laughs> by uh, Kirk Acevedo mm. um,
2: But um they're doing a weird correlation with those two characters. They might be the same character or two different characters, but okay. it looks like two different characters to me.
1: Yeah, Kirk Acevedo played Richard Dragon mm-hmm. in season six of Arrow, I uh, believe. Okay. Um, uh, I could be misremembering well, that.
2: again, if... You don't like John Cena. You don't have to watch this. Um, I don't like it, but I do like the story because it's really funny. I like this a lot because it's hard to enjoy humor nowadays. I think
1: maybe that's why I Mm -hmm. like it is because I'm I'm so starved for like any type of decent humor in these Mm -hmm. things that uh, anything that's not MCU humor. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly Not the cookie cutter boilerplate stuff mm-hmm. So I enjoyed the, self-refer- the self-referential stuff to like yeah. Aquaman into Superman mm-hmm. and all that stuff They so. did that
2: really well yep. That's why I like about it yep. And also um, Peacemaker I like his character a little bit because like he tries He doesn't realize certain things that he does is wrong Yeah
1: he's uh, Like he's, he's kind
2: of obli- um, oblivious he's a big bub kid bub bub. yeah
1: he's a very violent very <laughs> he's a very violent big kid yes so yes i th- I, I so I, I think that's a good uh, that seems like a, about as good of a review as me and you could have given something like this because mm-hmm. me and you are not always uh in agreement
2: <laughs> yeah well no i agreed with you for certain episodes of hawkeye
1: that is true mm-hmm. uh in the middle there okay uh let's talk logan paul
2: logan paul the guy that I never expected to talk about. Yep, but somehow uh, he's the the Paul brothers
1: are kind of becoming like their own version of like the Mm. of Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. They're uh, very, very easy to talk about because they're kind of fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is an uh, an article from Lad Bible. Uh, It says guy who sold Logan Paul fake box of Pokemon cards has given back three point five million dollars. It's a lot of money. Uh, whether you're a Pokemon fan or a Logan Paul stan, you will have heard uh, the YouTuber purchased what he thought was the only known sealed box of first edition Pokemon cards back in December. Mm-hmm. However, this week, the 26-year-old took to YouTube to reveal the cards were in fact fake, thus proving a, s- a number of eagle-eyed experts right. Nevertheless, it has been revealed that the guy who sold Paul his collectibles will now give back the $3.5 million. What a nice lad, they mm-hmm. said. Hey, man, he tried. Yeah. He's like, he's like hey, man. Like I imagine him, like, hey, I almost got you. Yeah, I almost uh, got you. Uh, I almost got you. So it's like, can you blame a? Br- sure, it's like ridiculous levels of fraud, and you should probably go to jail for that. But can you blame a brother for trying?
2: Well, is it really illegal to sell like oh, yeah. fake Pokemon cards? I know, like, if you advertise if they're authentic, yes, you can go to jail. But I imagine it's
1: fraud on some level. Mm-hmm. Uh, selling something, some, yeah, like um. Forged, uh, mm-hmm. I, I remember forged baseballs, like forged famous. Uh, that's why you have to get certificates mm-hmm. of authenticity on a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Like when you buy stuff from sports memorabilia stores, mm-hmm. there has to be like a, it's kind of like, what do you call Like a provenance mm-hmm. when you buy a painting. Yeah. Um, and de- and de- so it's definitely a problem. Uh, it says Bolilo Lahan mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, Balilo Lahansan took to Instagram stories to say Up- upon opening the first edition at uh, BBC Exchange authenticated Pokemon case we noticed that the boxes inside looked a bit uh, and looked off mm-hmm. and sadly the case was fake. Uh, <laughs> It says uh, Logan, Paul, and I are grateful Rattle Pokemon and the Pokemon community for exposing this fraudulent case. Now, before it transacted any further, I have reimbursed Logan it is three point five million. However, we will see. We will see quickly. Uh, we will. We will see how quickly I am made whole for this uh, from the sellers who brought it to me, already authenticated in the coming days, or if mm-hmm. it turns into a drawn out scenario. Okay, so this guy bought it from somebody else,
2: yeah,
1: uh, and then uh, sold them to Logan Paul.
2: So, do you think? Do you think that's just the cover story?
1: Could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> that's hard to tell, right? Uh, if I were in his position and I knew they were fake, this is exactly mm-hmm. what I would have said. Yeah. <laughs> Not. Nah. To be fair, it says, uh, it's okay, in a further post, he added, uh, he and his legal team were now working to, quote, recover the rest of his funds. Okay, so he lost money, too. Mm-hmm. So maybe, uh, may, you know, maybe he... Uh he lost out on a bunch of money, too. Yeah. So, it says, Back in December, Belilo, who described himself as a collector and investor on Instagram, posted a snap of the pair together and revealed just how much he originally spent on the collectibles. Mm-hmm. His caption states, I never released what I paid, which was $2.7 million, and soon after was approached by a few Pokemon collectors inquiring if I would sell yet. Ending up holding it for Logan Paul being, uh, I knew he was someone that would appreciate and cherish his piece. That is true. He is a huge, uh, Logan Paul is a huge Pokemon fan.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, congrats to him on securing this amazing piece for his collection. Prior to Paul opening the box, experts had speculated about the card's authenticity when he shared news of his purchase on social media. The pack was thought to be the only known one in the world, but uh, but one fan site and another YouTuber raised doubts that so many cards would go to the market at the same time. The YouTuber finally decided to break open the box in front of experts and found that at least one box actually contained G.I. Joe trading cards rather than the holy That's grail of Pokemon, of Pokemon trading cards he'd hoped for. Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah, then this next expert, this next article down here was just from uh, not too much earlier. It says experts believe that the 3.5 million dollar pack is fake. Mm-hmm. So, can, can you is is there anything you collect that you could be uh, you could imagine yourself getting sold a bill of goods on? You collect like plushies and stuff. Are there rare plushies?
2: Oh, I don't collect like rare plushies, but I know like certain ones are fake. So uh, I bought like the whole collection of. EV evolutions as Cues, and those mm-hmm. are fake okay those are fake because it's like fan made but uh i bought it from a s uh did i buy it from a chinese vendor i don't remember but i could have bought the original one that made by the artist but yeah. i bought it from a different site where they copied it oh. but naughty usually naughty. yeah usually i say support the artist but during that time I was kind of broke so I was like I can't afford like the full price so I bought the knockoff ones but um, if I do try to collect like the real ones like I actually go to the official website yeah
1: Uh, this was a big Mm -hmm. problem in the 90s Uh, there's a I don't know if you know you're so young there's a character you know Calvin and Hobbes are the comic strip okay Mm -hmm. Um, Bill Watterson Mm -hmm. the guy who wrote Calvin Hobbes refused to merchandise Hobbes the 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 tiger Mm -hmm. um so there was a rampant market for Mm -hmm. fake hobbs dolls
2: yeah well like it's just for me like i can see where their standpoint is because like it creates more frenzy because like people want that merchandise so badly like there's a comic book strip or um this gif of cocoa and milk it's like these cute little bears the ones that always like show affection to each other and the artists were the longest time she didn't sell any like stuffed animals and people were requesting it and like she was like fine here's a cl- here's a little tiny photo of a tiny bear paw and they're like oh my god she's why selling merch but that was just a prototype and i don't know if she's still selling it to um I don't know She's still like Planning to sell it But yeah. I didn't see anything On her market It's just like A bunch of bags Why And Why do you think
1: She refuses to do so
2: It's just Because If you try to so I watched this one Instagrammer That I really love Her artwork too But she talks about The process How hard it is To like Basically look for A vendor who can Do it correctly Because yeah. she went Through one vendor And they created The doll But it was so ugly And it didn't look Like her art piece
1: And I imagine That mm-hmm. uh, another one Of the problems Is always like Making it well And mm-hmm. making it Cost effective To a point where yeah. You can sell it And actually make Money on yeah, it
2: Yeah exactly
1: Yeah, And
2: but usually that artist, like, she makes her own dolls, but, like, it's hard to mass-produce it. Yeah, for so. sure.
1: Neon and Geeky do mm-hmm. uh, plushies. I know. The, they just released it, and um, I really want one. Bubbly Steve or whatever. Yeah, Bubbly um, Steve. Bubbly Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of those things where, like I said, I mentioned Calvin and Hobbes earlier. Mm-hmm. That character, um, given... Uh, uh, you unless you lived through that era, just how famous Mm -hmm. Calvin and Hobbes was as a comic (coughs) strip, the fact that he refused to license it out because he felt, he did it based solely on artistic integrity. Mm -hmm. He goes, if I make this into a doll, that makes it, real mm-hmm. meaning that you're never really explicitly told in these comics is Hobbes real mm-hmm. is it a figment of calvin's imagination mm-hmm. does the tiger animate and come to life when mm-hmm. it's just him you never actually explain that that's a
2: smart idea
1: so he he never explains it mm-hmm. on purpose he said but if i make him a pl- if i make him a doll mm-hmm. that answers that question yeah, and he didn't want to do that, so mm-hmm. he 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 turned down billions of dollars.
2: That's a smart idea because it makes people crave more for it. Yeah, where they keep on begging and like they throw more money at him. And that
1: story is is like legendary mm-hmm. in the art community. Like,
2: didn't they make a movie?
1: Nope. There's no animated. Like, there's fake animations that people have made uh, on on YouTube. But he, there's never been any... I swear di-
2: there's a movie out there.
1: Uh, I think there was a documentary about a proposed one. Mm. I do not believe it ever actually came out.
2: Okay. Um, well, I know Robot Chicken made fun of them.
1: No. Well, Robot Chicken can bite me. Cause well, I,
2: Robot Chicken, I like them because I grew up on them. It's, and it was uh, kind of funny because, like, they talked about the two characters. And, like, the tiger is actually real. And he's telling the kid, like, hey, let's not do it. And the kid, like, has a psychotic break.
1: Oh, uh, it's, dude... I, There's a... Uh, there's d- more than a dozen um anthology books mm-hmm. uh my favorite is homicidal psycho jungle cat that yeah. is the name of the book
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh the indispensable calvin and Hobbes. i highly recommend if you're ever like in a library mm-hmm. or uh if you're at like a bookstore or actually like a like a, a thrift store well, mm-hmm. it usually has them just pick one up mm-hmm. and just open to any random page and you will get something out of uh out of these comics it's just yeah it's It's wholesome in a way that you just don't see these days. Mm -hmm. So for sure, uh, strong recommend on my part. Yeah, I I did want to bring up this thing because I I found another article about the about uh, the Pauls. Mm -hmm. How much? uh, Yes, right here. Jake Paul made forty five million in twenty twenty one. No, he did not. Logan Paul made eighteen. Mm. Yeah, it says Jake and Logan Paul were money making machines in 2021 with the YouTubers with the YouTube star turned boxer reportedly raking in a combined $63 million together over the past year. Forbes just released its list of highest paid influencers on social media uh, on the social media platform on Friday Mm -hmm. with the problem child coming in at number two with an astonishing $45 million in estimated earnings. The, I just, the outlet, I, I know, right? The outlet reports that forty million of the moolah came via the boxing ring, with Jake Paul beating up uh, Ben Ben Askren uh, in April and Tyrone Woodley mm-hmm. uh, in August and December. Whether Jake is considered a real boxer or not, uh, the serious money he's pocketing is not up for debate. Mm-hmm. He, his income in twenty twenty one would have put him in among the top earning athletes last year, making him the Canelo Alvarez, uh, making more than Canelo Alvarez, who reportedly brought in thirty four million. Mm-hmm. As for Logan, he came in at number eight on the Forbes YouTube list. He reportedly made eighteen million, uh, large in part to his fight with Floyd Mayweather uh, with Floyd Mayweather and his impl- is impulsive podcast. I haven't see- I don't really watch it. I, um, I, it's I, just
2: him. Like uh, I watched
1: the Island Boys one. Uh,
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, I like the format of it it's yeah. just, uh, uh, and, and other business opportunities All these guys are experts at business yeah. That's what they do better than anything else They're very good at business I think
2: it's because they learn from their family Because yep. like, I think the dad he he's a business mobile I don't remember okay
1: so they came from uh, they that's already baked into their blood to, mm-hmm. to pay attention to that yeah. stuff okay uh, notice how I didn't say that that's bad I'm just saying that's it isn't no it it's is. the same
2: thing like how the Kardashians and the Jenners like basically they come from money mm-hmm. and like
1: Money begets money. Mm-hmm. You uh, you learn how to you learn how to make it when you come from a family that has it. Yeah, exactly. Especially if your parents train you to not take it for granted mm-hmm. and actually learn how to make. make yeah, exactly. Despite the earnings in 2021, neither Jake nor Logan could beat out Mr. Beast for the number one spot. <laughs> the king of YouTube brought in 54 million dollars. Let's go,
2: Mr. Beast. I know, right? uh, Dude, I really want to meet him
1: yeah i want to meet in should real life his restaurants we should go one of the
2: you know his restaurants are not real restaurants they're called ghost restaurants i learned this from food theory i also want to meet Matt Pat. i'm a big fan of yours so um basically he explains that his restaurants are not real so um during covid restaurants couldn't open but this is how they get around it so they offer to other restaurants so this is why you can see like um Certain restaurants, like Mr. Beast's uh, Fantastic Burgers, are open. Mm-hmm. But there's no physical place to go there. Like, it's a different restaurant on top of... So it's like a, a
1: pop-up restaurant.
2: It is. But basically, they hire a chef. So, like, it's a, it's still full operating uh, kitchen inside. And they, they just let the chefs cook, whatever. It doesn't matter what restaurant it is because they already have the equipment for it. But they just get the money from Grubhub or whatever restaurant... It, Advertise for Yeah But they still Give the food But you can't physically Sit there because They're ghost restaurants
1: Okay so you can only Have it Mm -hmm. delivered Mm -hmm. Wow Interesting Yeah so
2: his restaurant Physically doesn't exist
1: That's a bummer
2: it virtually exists.
1: He should he should open one.
2: Should we order some? I know Marilyn has one. I
1: think I saw, yeah, like we were on Grubhub one mm-hmm. night and I was like, we should do this. Uh, I've heard mixed reviews. I, it's not like I expect it to be super good. Well, it's
2: not good. It's like a basic burger and fries.
1: I'm okay with that.
2: Um, I'm not a big burger person, but I'll give my burger to Brett.
1: I love burgers. Yeah, we I'll eat your steakho- fries. We went to a steakhouse last night and I had a burger.
2: No way! Yeah. You went to a steakhouse without me.
1: Uh, me and Andy and Lydia went to...
2: Oh, like, that's cute. You guys are the thruple.
1: Yeah, uh, thank... Oh.
2: <laughs> Think about that, you guys. Please
1: make it go... Make it stop. <laughs>
2: nope. But I did forget to tell you how to tell if a Pokemon card is fake or not. Okay, go ahead. So... Well you already know We already know Spoiler alerts from the article That he knew it was fake Because he opened it and it was G.I. Joe cards He has G.I. Joe cards But um, So Chinatown Any Chinatown That's in your local area They sell these Pokemon cards That are in the Pokemon deck And They advertise it as real But certain ones are not So these are certain ways To tell if they're obviously fake um, So you know the symbol For the elements Okay sometimes they don't print it out or it's like a black dot that's not real sometimes they misspelled the name of the Pokemon oh, that's, I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so it's a mistype that's fake also and another big thing you're supposed to feel the back of it so if it doesn't feel like an authentic card it feels more like cardboard that's fake flatter mm-hmm. okay but they say usually the fake ones feel like cardboard okay
1: that makes sense mm-hmm. do you remember beanie babies yes they're making a Beanie Baby movie.
2: I know. I saw that. And I wanted to tell you about it.
1: Um, but that was actually, they monetized the, <coughs> the bad, uh, like when, when Beanie Babies were popular, yeah. the rare ones got made, like they became rare because there mm-hmm. was like misprints. Yeah. So when you got a misprint, it made it more valuable. Yeah. But. Because they were from the actual mm-hmm. company, not, yeah. uh, not a misprint from a fake. Yeah. Uh, so I imagine there was a lot of, fa- there was a lot of fake Beanie Baby mm-hmm. misprints too back then. Yeah it's an elizabeth banks movie too Mm -hmm. it's gonna be awful
2: it its is gonna
1: be awful but the
2: pokemon ones like if you try to sell the fake pokemon cards nobody's gonna really like it i like this one youtuber um i she does a lot of shorts it's also on instagram where she paints over like the pokemon cards to make it look like a full portrait and I like it. And a lot of people they're screaming because she uses real Pokemon cards. I kinda wanna like find her PO box and give her all the fake ones that I have at home. I'm like, here you go. UCs instead.
1: We should do what's her name?
2: Um, I don't remember her name, but she is on Instagram where she like gets like random Pokemon cards and she paints the whole scenery. It's so good because like she's so detailed with like the whole um the whole landscapes, so, like she knows how to get yeah. the clouds in, the mountains. Excellent. And she also, like, sometimes the um, Pokemon cards, they don't have the full body of the Pokemon. So she'll, like, paint the full body, oh, too. Oh, she
1: finishes the... Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool.
2: Yeah, because, like, each Pokemon card, it's done by a different artist. So you can read, like, on the bottom, it says, like, who's the artist and what date, um, what year they did it.
1: Wow.
3: Yeah,
2: it's very detailed. And it's, like, the Pokedex, How too. long does it
1: take her to make one?
2: Um, depending how... It depends.
1: Uh, Oh, is that something she talks about in the... No,
2: because she does this thing where she doesn't talk. She just paints.
1: Oh, I like channels like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of my favorites is like um, when people do like the... Camping outdoors mm-hmm. uh, and like it 's like the, it's like or like uh, you know like uh, yeah. urban camping, yeah, or they build stuff mm-hmm. or like and it 's just them working, yeah, I love those' With like ambient noise mm-hmm. and and like maybe light music,
2: yeah, she does that so that 's awesome basically she just paints and like she doesn 't talk. the only talk talking you kind of physically hear is when she writes it in the description because oh, like awesome. you kind of get her whole personality but lately for me i've been watching a bunch of youtube shorts and videos of like people making miniature foods like i don't know like it's something very satisfying to me like i love it
1: the shorts are a problem man i end up Mm -hmm. like 20 down and i'm like why am i still watching all these shorts
2: exactly (laughs) lately i've been watching this one guy who's like British schools versus American schools.
1: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or
2: British moms versus American moms.
1: There's a there's a YouTuber named um, Oh, damn it! Now I can't. Uh, it's, um, <laughs> it's a it's this it's this dude from the UK who moved here like 12 years ago, mm-hmm. and he does all these comparison videos about mm-hmm. living in the UK versus living in. It's like Yank living in the yeah. the US or like well, or no across the pond or. Mm-hmm um i i I don't want to i don't it's okay but but it's really good it Uh, is really
2: good because like if you do um do move to a different country or like just visit you notice like the differences
1: yep oh for sure
2: Mm -hmm. so like for me like when i went to like asian countries i noticed like the differences like especially like driving wise like
1: what being the opposite side of the road
2: yeah but also like uh, um it's just a suggestion
1: it's uh, there, the channel's Lost in the Pond. That okay. was the name of it. Uh, guys, I'm going to put it up on screen here, real quick. Uh, this guy's channel is really, really good. He's mm-hmm. got 324 k uh, And it's <coughs> just very, very, like, three ways British and American winters are very different. Yeah. Uh, 21 Americanisms that British people use all the time. Like, it's just a really wholesome channel. I, I love that guy. Yeah. So.
2: I like wholesome things.
1: Yep, for sure. It's like, in the world we live in today, it's nice to get away from, like, uh, all the divisiveness of mm-hmm. everything and just watch stuff that is just very solely what it is.
2: Yeah, so. like, for me, that's why I'm really addicted to Tiny channels Um, Kitchens the first guy who did it Was in Japan and it was a guy And like he didn't want to reveal his face So in an interview he wore a face mask And they asked him how long does it take You to cook all of this he's like It takes me two days
1: Wow. Yeah,
2: because, like, he's very intricate with the details. Like, he makes the dough, like, from scratch, and it's, like, tiny dough, and he puts it into, like, a miniature box, too, so it looks like he's actually, like, getting it from his refrigerator, and he's like, here's a tiny little thing.
1: I bet you you Hannah Claire likes tiny houses, because she loves architecture. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God.
2: Tiny houses are so fun to look at. Yep,
1: that's cool. I I love that stuff. Mm -hmm.
2: But I get... Like, it kind of drives me insane. Like, I have a tiny bathroom, and it drives (laughs) me insane how close the sink is to the toilet. To the toilet, yeah. I I don't know. For me, I'm like, I can live in a tiny house. Just make the toilet and sink far away from each other. There you go. Please.
1: Uh, For me, like, like, my apartment was a one-bedroom. I never needed that much. I I would Mm. have loved. The studios are almost non-existent where Mm. I'm from. Nowadays, (coughs) you don't see a lot of studio apartments. Mm -hmm. So I would much rather like, you know, like when I'm here, I leave. uh, Unless I'm not, you know, unless we're going somewhere. Mm -hmm. If I'm working, I seldom leave my office or my... (laughs) It's just, uh, I don't need much. Uh, give me a TV, give me a bed, give me a desk, and that's it.
2: Well, for me, i rather make it, like, separate from each other because they did research. You can't sleep because um, some people actually bring their work to their bedroom. So I make it a big thing where that I, is don't, true. I don't work where I sleep. But some days, I make an exception. There was one day where I worked all the way to 7 a.m. in the morning.
1: And then you retired for this show. hmm uh, I I will say like I never bring my laptop into into bed to work. Mm-hmm. I, I stay I keep away from it and like stay on the other mm-hmm. side of the of the room and stuff like that. So yeah, it is what it is.
2: Yeah, but it's not a big crisis like Kanye.
1: No, no, no not right now. Nothing is mm-hmm. as big of a crisis as what Kanye. I, I originally I, I had about three separate article titles for this, but instead what I did is I just it's just crazy. I just um. I just put his name into the search bar Mm -hmm. on TMZ. Look at the list of stuff. This is just since the date today is the 16th, right? Yep. This is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12 separate stories involving Kanye Mm -hmm. since the 13th. Yeah. That's insane. Like... Uh, uh, it's kind of what I described as is like he, he's kind of that quintessential what feels like artist in crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most interesting because we talked uh, we talked just the other day about him being uh, arrested, right, for battery. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets um, he gets off uh, or he gets out of there and then immediately goes to Coachella. Uh, to focus on uh, getting ready for a performance there, I think his first time since 2019. Yeah. So let's look at that one real quick. It says Kanye is, is under the microscope of the LAPD for allegedly punching a fan, but that's not slowing him down professionally. Did we talk about this one?
2: On um, No, we didn't get the chance to talk about we it. We
1: only talked about just the battery charge right mm-hmm. okay so uh so Don to 2 is well underway uh and then he's in LA uh it says meanwhile back in LA we're told the investigation continues into allegations that Kanye pushed punched and knocked an autograph seeking fan to the ground mm-hmm. our law enforcement sources say it's still too early for cops to get in touch with Kanye and his team but it will be coming in the near future uh isn't that a sign of like uh yeah like he, you know you got money when you can just leave town Mm -hmm. stuff like that happens TMZ broke the story That Kanye was in a rage Outside of the Soho warehouse So we did talk about This part about it About the battery report But then we go back here Right And it says Then he takes a shot At Pete Davidson Mm -hmm. Uh, Because it says Pete Davidson uh, He puts Pete (coughs) Davidson In a new song He says Kanye West Doesn't sound too cool With Pete Davidson Dating his estranged wife And on the heels of him Allegedly punching a fan He's got a pretty heated message For the SNL star Ye takes a jab at Pete on his new track, The Game, called My Life Was Never Easy. Mm-hmm. A snippet leaked on the internet, and in it Kanye goes right at Kim Kardashian's new bae. Yeah. <laughs> Kanye raps, God save me from the crash just so I can beat Pete Davidson's ass. Oh. Not his best line. My personal opinion.
2: But he uh, still got it.
1: Yeah, not, not Kanye's best line. Mm-hmm. Uh, the leaked clip sounds kind of rough. It's supposed to drop Friday night. I, I don't know if that song ever came out uh mm-hmm. do you wanna look it up see if uh if that song came out uh, um it's what's called, the song called uh my life is never easy um it says a new song with the with the game ooh i haven't heard a lot of the game recently.
2: Uh, yes, it did come out Okay,
1: so we'll listen to that later uh, Well, Maybe we can talk about it tomorrow um,
2: um, I can search up the lyrics too if you. But want.
1: it's just It's like one of those things Where it says This whole thing has been very public And I feel bad for him Because like Here's my question mm-hmm. Like This is basically Some like Divorce is never easy
3: mm-hmm.
2: I
1: can't even Frickin' imagine Divorce as a celebrity
2: <laughs> No, it's like terrible Especially Like doesn't if it they sound de- awful What the fuck is this What So I was looking for the lyrics And this is what the cow cal- uh,
1: Shay, uh, Shane Cashman sent me that art The other day And he goes This is the art And I'm like holy shit
2: <laughs> What is this? I, I think so, um, I don't know what who, that's supposed to be So you guys can't see it But I pulled up the album um, Brett can you search it up So yep. people know what we're talking yep, about Yeah hold on um, It's on Genius.com The game And Kanye I'm West's lyrics to your
1: camera first
2: Yeah so basically I just searched up up um, Easy That's what it's called um, And their album art It's like this monkey and it's like basically like has no skin it's just like all its ligaments and muscles yeah
1: so this is supposed to be for donda 2 i mean i imagine donda 2 is a ways off Mm -hmm. Um, but um, uh,
2: that's very that's upsetting now
1: uh, it says the let's see if that verse is in here verse so the game has verse one uh, is it verse I'm, 2 I'm looking for verse 2 my, here.
2: Not, um, my life was never easy yeah.
1: I'm looking yep, here's the Pete Davidson line God save me from that crash just so I can beat Pete da- yeah so that line is in there I see in- <laughs> uh, we'll have to listen to it later mm-hmm. it's just um, I, I just uh, to me I, I don't think he needs to uh, it's just it's he is who he is he's mm-hmm. always been very um, volatile yeah it's what makes him a great artist I, I truly believe that he feels everything he feels, uh, and uh, it comes out in unpredictable ways a lot mm-hmm. of times, but uh, it's what makes him a great artist, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, and I then, think he
2: honestly does it because he knows that people want to listen to his albums more,
1: and they kn- and he knows that he is more than just a musician now. He is uh, like one of the questions I was going to ask you, and I wrote it down. I said, "Does it, do you ever wonder like uh, does it make us bad?" For being interested in this stuff
2: mm-hmm. um, I don't think so I think it's just human nature Because as I said before Humans are social creatures And we kind of crave certain things like this Because this is like If like you're a housewife or like a guy that has nothing to do with life like this kind of brings <laughs> you entertainment okay. to your life and color but we
1: have stuff to like we're a bit like busy but it's still like when it's I a read part st- of our job when I, but when i read stuff like this i can't look away now mm-hmm. like i never really like I, I never really cared before but now i kind of get why people mm-hmm. are so uh why and, and part of it is also like it, it's good on brand for them mm-hmm. like whether they want to admit it or not this helps them Uh, And then, of course, the next part here, it says Kanye and Julia Fox still together after the alleged battery. Good for them, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then it says that, uh, I remember it says uh, Kanye says that he was blocked from (sighs) seeing his kids uh, because Pete Davidson was in Kim's house. Mm -hmm. Then the next article says Pete Davidson's never been to Kim's house, wants boundaries with Kanye. So all this stuff in the time span of just three days. This really is just what happens when famous people get divorced.
2: Okay, for me... My opinion about like divorces, I kind of, um, David So, yeah, I'm going to stand for David So. David So and his friends from Just Kidding News, they kind of explained divorce really well, like how their parents did it. Um, I, and I know that you went through like, mm-hmm. uh, your family like breaking apart, but like my opinion is if there's kids involved, please don't involve the kids. Like, don't involve them. Like, if you're strong enough like how um how bart kwan's parents no, they broke up when he was a little bit older but like break up when they're older or break up when they're legally the age to get out of your house so they don't have to physically see that because again like kids don't know how to comprehend like daddy's not home anymore who's this new man why is daddy outside banging on the door like a madman (laughs)
1: And grid, to be fair, the mm-hmm. the Kardashians uh, and, the, and Kanye, their kids are never going to have what we would consider a normal life anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to have a very different existence from mm-hmm. the rest of us.
2: That's true, but dude, those kids are so cute. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Like her kids, very cute. But I'm surprised they named one of their daughters Chicago. Uh,
1: yeah, and it says right here, it says mm-hmm. Kanye West finally arrives to Chicago's birthday party after accusations. Uh all's well that ends well we think mm-hmm. <laughs> because Kanye finally made it to Chicago's birthday party after all, after all the result which sounds a lot more of a mix up than sabotage as he suggested. Mm-hmm. See now does does he suggest sabotage because he no. actually believes it or is he suggesting sabotage because it like it's good for uh media attention? Yeah. That's I and I'm asking that as a serious question. I don't know.
2: I honestly don't know because we don't know um, what's behind the scenes.
1: Yep. But it feels like uh, somebody in crisis right now, what mm-hmm. he's going through. It says, sources close to the ex-couple tell TMZ Kanye was supposed to have Chicago all him- all to himself at 4 p.m. today. Mm-hmm. So when he started railing about not being invited to her birthday party with the Kardashians, Kim was surprised. As, we to- as we're told they previously discussed hosting two separate events for her, and she thought Kanye would be doing the exact, uh, exactly that upon picking her up. Mm-hmm. So she thought that he was going to go and have she was going to have her own party yeah. with Kanye. Uh, like, I don't know. Like, that is like, that is a big thing to get mixed up on. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, but... It's also not uncommon for purposeful miscommunication to be the norm yeah. in these types of relation, in mm-hmm. these types of contentious relationships, right? Like you said, where kids are involved. Yeah. Uh, for me,
2: because they have four kids, yeah. So they have Northwest, Saint West, Chicago West, and the last one um, is actually from a Bible. Uh, what's the? I know you're not supposed to pronounce the P, but it's P S A L M. Psalm. Yeah. Yeah. Why did they name their son that? I don't know. I know Kanye is very like heavily into the Bible, but he like, is still. <laughs> He's
1: going to Russia. He's going to Russia to the preach,
2: motherland to
1: preach the to preach the word. Mm-hmm. It says Kanye is taking his bitter divorce with Kim Kardashian to a whole new level, claiming she's purposely keeping him from his daughters on his own birthday on her own birthday and doing it on video. No less. Ye Mm -hmm. went to live with a message Saturday, the day of the, of young's fourth uh, of young Chicago's fourth birthday party with a bold allegation, namely that Kim and Co are refusing to give him the address to Chicago's party, Mm -hmm. which was, uh, which has Kim, uh, which has KW shaken up and almost on the verge of tears. What they found out later that like he got the address from Travis Scott. Yeah. Like uh, it's just crazy, dude. Like I just don't know what to to make of any of. This. I feel bad for everybody involved.
2: I do too. Like I honestly, I feel like Kanye did love Kim Kardashian, unlike her first relationship. What's his name? That basketball player, the uh, first one where she made headlines because they only married I for three days. Yeah, I don't know. Um, for him, like he didn't really care. But like for Kanye, you can kind of feel like he cares a lot. Yep, he I cares a lot, and I don't. Like also, Connie's is more sensitive as a man.
1: Oh yeah, like way, like you can tell, like mm-hmm. it, he's very, very emotional, and that's mm-hmm. I, like I said, I think that goes back to what makes him a great artist. Yeah, like it, yeah, I think it conveys in his music. But the problem is, it then wreaks havoc on the rest of his uh, mm-hmm. on the rest of his life, and I, I would hope that, I mean, it's a. The, it's a synchronistic relationship, meaning like they, they benefit from this as well. Mm-hmm. It, it's media exposure. It's this and that. I'm cynical enough to know that this helps them even if it's hurting them as well. Yeah. But I'm not so cynical as to think that that doesn't mean it doesn't still hurt. Mm-hmm. So that sucks.
2: Well, for me, I, again, like I don't like it when kids are involved because yeah. they do have four kids and mm-hmm. they're still pretty young. Like, I know that North is, like, eight years old, but still eight-year-olds don't understand what's happening. And there's
1: nothing they can do about it because the Mm -hmm. media is going to report what the media is going to report anyways. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it it does make it... It does seem that... um, Kanye is making more outward public statements than Kim is about yeah. this stuff but you know it's just uh, like you said it's kind of tragic for mm. all parties involved yeah
2: because I feel so bad for him because like he really wants to see his kids yep. but she's doing this thing where like some some parents do this as a um, yeah are they officially divorced or no? I don't believe... I think it's... The, I know it's she filed through. for it, but I don't know if it's like officially, I think but she they... L-
1: she she filed for restoration of her uh, of her name. Okay. So I don't know how that works.
2: Um, no. But mm. some parents do this a lot where like they... with Like basically they don't let you see their kids yeah? at all. Oh, yeah. If you do see their kids, they will use it against you in court and mm-hmm. like twist your words yeah. too. It, says, uh, it It's says, very frustrating.
1: So I'm going to finish this article because it does go into that at the end. So he notes that he hasn't talked to Kim or her nannies, but does say he's talked to Tristan Thompson, who mm-hmm. apparently told Yee he'd have to run it by Khloe Kardashian first. As a result of what Kanye perceives as a snub, he's wishing Chicago a happy fourth birthday publicly. He continued to go on a rant about how fathers have been kept out of the home and family unit for ages. Mm-hmm. And even with all his money, he still finds himself in that position. Yeah. However, Kanye says he's not going to let that happen, and if he can help it, uh, if he can help it asking for public support he's not gonna let that happen if he can help it Mm -hmm. some quick clarifying background and what's going on here and what's the latest? Sources tell us he felt excluded because the original invite he got was pretty vague and did not include a specific location. With that said, we're told it's been sorted out and that he is actually on his way to the party. Still, this comes off as just the latest Barb in Kanye and Kim's divorce war. Mm-hmm. We've been told Kim is trying to be reasonable with him about custody and only asks for clear communication and scheduling. Meanwhile, Kim posted a big birthday tribute for Chicago, as did her mom. So, he, like I said, he said that there was no, like, clear location Mm
3: -hmm.
1: which sounds like it could be on purpose yeah i don't know if that's true but it sounds like it could be on purpose it really does feel like a really really poisonous back and forth divorce that's uh, that's really affecting everyone involved and that sucks
2: Mm -hmm. i i don't know for me i just wish like this ugly divorce already finalized
1: it's uh it it does feel like we'd be everybody would be better off if mm-hmm. we uh if we if we got our way out of it right maybe so. we should
2: support more money to kane by buying yeezys and <laughs> i'm looking at his slippers like i'm looking at pictures of like the family but they advertise like his new slippers are out that are for kids shoes and they're kind of cute you should get a pair i have i have the same shoe size as you what
1: i'm not gonna wear them i wear this I, I wear the same reeboks every day
2: that's true. He does. I wear like somewhat the same Nikes every day. There you go. I wear Nikes Cortez. <gasps>
1: so I I don't know, man. It's just, it's just, I, I thought it was an interesting topic because it mm-hmm. really does feel like we're watching. This might be the, 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 the most divorce of the century, mm-hmm. like we're ever going to see. I, I don't know how much bigger it's going to get. As far as uh, celebrities with that much name recognition, that much status in society, you know, really going at one another.
2: Yeah, for sure. I don't know. It's just, it's too ugly. This it, it divorce. is. The,
1: in in the kids suffer. Mm-hmm. So, I say we move on to something more fun. Yay! Which for me. <laughs>
2: The Equalizer 3.
1: For me, that means that we're getting uh, an Equalizer 3. This is just a quick update I wanted to give. Uh, The Equalizer was a a Denzel Washington movie, uh, a really good Denzel Washington Mm -hmm. movie from 2014. Uh, The sequel was good to okay, but the first one was really good. It came out the same year as uh, John Wick, and they kind of both felt like two sides of the same coin, Mm -hmm. meaning that... um, uh, they're both kind of older actors. Uh, Denzel's a little bit older than Keanu, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, It's been nearly four years since Denzel Washington was in the, cin- in the cinemas as former marine and special operative turned moralistic mercenary Robert McCall for The Equalizer 2. And we've heard a little about a potential third film now that, uh, now though, wa- Washington tells Collider that he's that pieces are falling into place for it with director Antoine Fuqua. Uh, mm-hmm. Fuqua, yeah, I always, I always mixed that one up. Is it, I, yeah, I used to call it Foucault. It's Foucault. Foucault. Uh, in the process of making a deal to return, and the script is in the works, so the, the process has already begun. Uh, this will have written the third equalizer, so I'm scheduled to do... Uh, they have written the third equalizer, so I'm scheduled to do that, Washington says, so I got to get in shape and start beating people up again. I get to beat people up again... <laughs> He says, I get to beat people up again. The Tragedy mm-hmm. of Macbeth and then going to, and beating some people up can't get any better than that, right? Yeah. I love Denzel Washington. Same. I, I, lo- I freaking love Denzel Washington. He's like, he's, like when this dude talks, it does feel like um, cool, even cooler Morgan Freeman yep. somehow. Mm-hmm. Like it, if Morgan Freeman wasn't cool enough for you, which he's already about as cool as he can get, yeah. Denzel Washington is the most humble uh uh, you like you get this sense of gratitude in Mm -hmm. everything he does uh a sense of wisdom in everything he does yeah uh he has been a star my entire like think about that not just your entire life he's been a star way longer than my entire life yep uh that's insane um So it's not Joel Cohen's uh, Shakespeare adaptation doesn't, he says, yes, it's not like Joel Cohen's Shakespeare adaptation doesn't feature Washington getting violent with people, but McCall is more than a righteous Avenger type. A very loose adaptation of the 80s show starring Edward Woodward. Uh, The two Equalizer movies have so far emerged in 2014 and 2018, so we're due for another Bad Guys Beware. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first Equalizer, guys, is really, really, really good. Uh, Have you seen it?
2: Um, I don't think I, th- you, I think you'd
1: said you hadn't seen it.
2: I feel like I have because my grandfather has that movie.
1: Okay. Uh, so in this movie, uh, he really is. It's one of Chloe Grace Moret's uh, earlier roles. Yeah. too. We're talking 2014. Uh, I, I just uh, I'm, we're not going to go into a big thing about it, but I mm-hmm. do recommend that you uh, there's no casting announcements other than Denzel Washington. But go and see the original one, guys. Mm-hmm. The, the It's got Bill Pullman. It's got David Harbour. All really, really good actors. Uh, go see it. It's very easy watching, meaning that it's very digestible. Uh, you don't need to put a ton of brain power into it. Mm -hmm. Uh, righteous, uh, you know, the, the story of the, the special operations guy who goes into, who goes for a quiet life and then gets pulled into something to rescue someone is classic. Mm -hmm. So uh, I highly recommend it. Go see this. And then also, what is that other one that just, uh. There's a new, like, uh, Liam Neeson coming out. That's,
2: uh, <laughs> he's still acting. He's still, I love him. He,
1: he's still acting. Uh, he has, like he had Honest Thief last year, which came out, which is in that same vein. Uh, and then what's the other one that's coming out right now? Blacklight, I believe, is the mm-hmm. one that's, uh, that's been completed yeah blacklight so he's uh I, I still remember in the original honest trailer for taken when mm-hmm. they said after 35 years of that of acting and, mm-hmm. and they list schindler's list yeah star wars this is a meet time get ready to watch the film that finally paid for liam neeson's kids college film <laughs> like those movies always seem to do well when they're made well what was the the one nobody with yeah. uh that did really well mm-hmm. last this year like for the budget it had so go see that, guys. And then I also want to talk about. <laughs> look at those stats right there. Ugh. The Matrix Resurrections. Now, now before we get started, this is from We Got This Covered, and We Got This Covered is notoriously fast and loose with. It's very uh, rumor heavy, mm-hmm. so their track record isn't perfect. It says the Matrix resolu- re- resolution, the Matrix Resurrections, estimated to lose Warner Brothers a hundred million dollars. Yep miracle we should have you write us a movie and we can spend what kind of movie do you want i want you to make us um do
2: you want it very pc because i have an idea for a new uh gotham
1: yes yes uh with gotham well then we have to license out gotham characters
2: um well this one is whole new characters and one of demonstrate um is actually intersexual and he can give birth
1: okay so we'll do that.
2: Do you hear the money draining I, down the I, sink now? I
1: can literally, and then all the advertising will be about, be about like how if you don't like it, it's not made for you.
2: It's not made for you. It's made for people who have,
1: uh,
2: um, have issues of their own identity. Yes. Uh, he is. He is Superman and Miss Martian's uh, son. Ooh, and
1: so it's an alien baby.
2: Yeah, it's an alien baby. So it's super alien. Super alien. And basically, his lover is uh, the Joker.
1: Oh man, that yeah. is that is a fan, that is a fanfic for the ages, right there. <laughs> I'm just picturing uh, a miracle writing like a, a Martian Manhunter and Joker love story. Ew. Um, I and and then when and then you advertise it, you say uh, if you don't like it, man babies, it's not for you. Yeah. Uh, and then when the, when it's not for you and nobody goes to see it, then you say why didn't the man babies go see our movie? And yeah. then You blame them.
2: But um, hear me out the name of the baby's like super name um is called uh super freak
1: because like (laughs) and that song plays (laughs) every time they enter a room super freak
2: (laughs) super freak she's super freaky yeah
1: yep uh uh, well then you say pronouns are super freaky
2: yeah Uh, but for him so it's a him it's him so basically i wrote this like a long time ago but basically uh
1: Oh this is a real thing. You've actually wrote that? <laughs> I actually had the script. I thought you were just vamping. Okay, <laughs> no, okay.
2: This is a real script okay. because I wanted to see how far can my brain go. Okay. Well, so you're
1: you're brain can go very far. So before, we
2: get, before we get into <laughs> yeah, I just want to
1: talk about the fact that that, that is what happens when you write, you, when you make a movie that doesn't need to be made. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly. how you get a hundred million dollar loss on the Matrix Resurrections. Mm-hmm. It says, even though several titles have broken the mold to find major box office success since the onset of the pandemic, mm-hmm. the number of bombs is dangerously close to equaling the amount of surefire hits. I would argue that the number of bombs is out, far outweighs the number of surefire hits. Yeah. Uh, for every Spider-Man, No Way Home, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, No Time to Die, dune dune did not do that well yeah uh, fast nine that brings the, in the bucks. there's a space jam new legacy the suicide squad Tenet, or raya and the last dragon that fails to turn a single penny of profit profit and they're very right uh, we can add that matrix resurrection set list imagine my shy everyone knew that this movie wasn't going to do well yeah like it just as much as we love and we love Keanu Reeves. Yes. We knew that this was a story that didn't need to be told. There was no Morpheus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trailers were, uh, it just, it didn't need to be done.
2: He <laughs> just need, gave up in I just sentence It didn't need to be
1: done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really do believe that Keanu's just too nice, and he's just like, yeah, sure, I'll make it. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't even need, like... It, Ay, it's it says, okay. It says, uh, with age, uh, and not to mention releasing it on HBO Max as well. The least mm-hmm. they could have done is given it a 30-day a thirty day theatrical window but that wasn't their, their plan for this year. So mm-hmm. it says, uh, we can add the Matrix Resurrections to that list, too, with HBO Max Hybrid barely scraping past 100 million globally mm-hmm. since hitting the big stream and streaming on December 22nd. Not ideal when the sci fi actioners' budget is hovering around the $190 million mark. Yep. Now remember, do you have your phone on you? Yep. 190. Get, get your calculator out. Okay.
2: 190.
1: 190. Times 1. 1.5. 1.5. Equals?
2: Oh, uh, equals
1: 285. $285 million budget, mm-hmm. if you if you count marketing. Uh, no way were they going to make that money back. Nope. On a day-in-day. And day. And the thing is, I think they knew that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, th- when they committed to this bit of releasing all the movies at the same time, yeah. I think they knew that this was going to be a disastrous box office year mm-hmm. in service of bumping HBO Max up people's wishes and we're going to talk about it tomorrow. I honestly do believe right now that HBO Max is the best streaming service there is Mm -hmm. next to uh, um, Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really do. Uh, So... Maybe that benefits them because mm-hmm. they're subscriber. Like, remember, Disney Plus is like what seven ninety nine a month, and Amazon or er, and uh, HBO Max is fourteen ninety nine. Yep. So it's uh it's it That's makes a, a difference. Lot of
2: bills.
1: So when you factor in the additional costs incurred by marketing, promotion, and distribution, it does not paint a pretty financial picture. As per World of Real mm-hmm. Resurrections would end up in the red to the tune of at least a hundred million dollars by the time the dust settles. So you get why neither director Lana Wachowski or star Keanu Reeves have hardly been clamoring to state their desire for additional sequels. Mm-hmm. I think a sequel for this movie is absolutely dead in the water. Yep. Never going to happen. Um speaking of dead in the, or possibly dead in the water, Batgirl. Ugh. Um Batgirl, that oh that outfit is just is that, is that article up on there?
2: Nope, but I just saw it from the side of my eye and it's ew. Can you look,
1: look just look it up. Uh, look up uh Batgirl first look uh from Cosmic Book News. Um. uh, Basically, she looks like she's going out to ride a motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) It is comic book accurate to an extent, uh, from what they, what I've read. But everything I've seen here just tells me, like, if you look at that, if you look at the picture, wait,
2: she's not even white.
1: No, it's Leslie Grace. Um, mm. They've, uh, they, they race swapped her. Okay. Uh, like I said, that uh, for the comic book, fa- for the severe, the, the major comic book fans, that's going to be a problem as mm-hmm. it usually is. Well, but okay. Look at this set photo. Yeah. It looks, uh, that is the most like, the, it, there's literally nothing uh, brick about that backdrop right there. There's mm-hmm. absolutely styrofoam, I am sure. Yeah. Like it looks cheap.
2: A for effort.
1: It looks really cheap,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, but it says, first look at Leslie Grace's Batgirl. Uh, check out a, a first look at Leslie Grace's Batgirl as the movie continues to film in the UK where the suit, uh, where the suit is a comic book accurate costume. Mm-hmm. That does not always make it good. Nope. Leslie Grace posted the first look on on social media with a quote from Barbara Gordon from the comics who in who in the HBO Max movie follows her father's footsteps as a Gotham City police officer Mm -hmm. quote I use their expectations against them that will be their weakness not mine let them all underestimate me and when their guard is down and their pride is rising let me kick their butts Mm -hmm. from Batgirl year one Uh, beautiful sentiment. I suppose. Uh, it is a, the big thing you need to be concerned about here is this is going to be an HBO Max only movie, which yep. already tells me they have no faith in it. Mm-hmm. That, that They have no faith that this was going to do well at the box office. Yep. Uh, if they did, they would release it there. Yep. Set pics have also teased Michael Keaton as Batman, uh, Robin, and villains. So there's going to be Robin. There's going to be Batman. Uh, the film doesn't have an official release date yet, but it's said to be getting a 2022 release on HBO Max. Their director, Adil El Arbi, mm-hmm. and Bilal Falah, uh, who directed Bad Boys for Life. That is a reason to be... Positive, Yeah. That is an absolutely a reason to be positive. It does have J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon uh, and Firefly uh, um, Lentz um, uh, played by uh, Brendan Fraser. That's yeah. awesome. Garfield Lentz played by uh, Brendan Fraser. So that could be really good. Well, it depends on how campy they go with it, right? Yeah. But in general, Brendan Fraser is doing really, really well right now, and J.K. Simmons is, is a champ when it comes to this stuff. What's interesting is, have you noticed how they're like mixing together? Like, like they, remember, we just did a video the other day about how they're, uh, they're going to like, uh, decanonize all of the Snyder films? Yeah. But J.K. Simmons is from the Snyder films. Yep. So it's like none of it. Multiverse is just an excuse to make lazy... It's just an excuse. It's just lazy writing. Mm-hmm. We can bring back actor, whatever actor we want. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they should, if they were smart, they'd bring back J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson hey, yep. and have a DC Marvel crossover. That's mm-hmm. what they should do. <laughs> so, uh, first, uh, first look at it. Do you like the costume or does it not?
2: It kind of reminds me of the 1956 costume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will
1: say that one thing that you don't get in this that a lot of this is lighting makes a huge difference. Yeah, color grading makes a huge difference. We're seeing a set photo, so what you see in the final product will likely be very, very different. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't fill me with a lot of hope. Uh, uh swapping out the character. I just hear the
2: money falling down the drain. Yep. Swapping I out the character.
1: It uh, meh. Uh, it doesn't really work for me. Mm-hmm. I, I am. Uh, I, I probably honestly would have been more comfortable with this in the hands of Joss Whedon, who, who was supposed to originally do it, mm-hmm. except for Joss Whedon uh, is now canceled by Hollywood. Uh, but, you know, given if they're going for a campier tone, he would have been the, go- the guy to do this with. But other than that, the only characters really named, it's just Brendan Fraser as Firefly, mm-hmm. Keaton as Batman, and J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon. So she, wait. So she plays Barbara Gordon. Yeah. J.K. Simmons plays Commissioner Gordon.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't see the wrong in here.
1: I I, I don't see the resemblance. Shh. I, I don't see the resemblance. She's adopted. That could be it. Mm-hmm. Um, so She's we'll see. Adopted. We'll see. It says... Uh,
2: or he's adopted. Maybe let's, he's adopted. <laughs> let's do the opposite. Yep. They adopted him as there. the father.
1: Yep. So it's like it says right here, it says, uh, uh, how cool would this have been? Sylvester Stallone was ori- originally in negotiations to play uh, Garfield Lens to play Firefly.
2: Are you sure? Yeah. Uh,
1: but in our agreement couldn't be made, the role was offered to Brendan Fraser, who immediately accepted it. Of course, he did. Brendan Fraser's the man.
2: Mm-hmm. He needs money.
1: oh. Uh, <laughs>
2: He needs the money and recognition that he used to be an actor.
1: Here, Leslie Grace is the first Latina actress. Uh, ooh, they didn't say Latinx, so that's good. That's oh. strong, strong positive oh. there. Uh, she is the first Latina actress to play Batgirl and the third Latina actress, uh, Dominican-American, to join the DC Extended Universe. They are obsessed mm-hmm. with firsts and, and virtue
2: signaling. It's okay. One day said... This one actress is going to be The first Asian um, Poison Ivy I already tuned out
1: Yep, It's when they start using it in marketing Is when you tune out Just do Mm -hmm. it Make the movie If it works it works If it doesn't it doesn't But they don't
2: like our favorite TV show Merlin Where yep. they re Guinevere. Guinevere yep. Like they never mentioned it And In, it was still
1: good Yep that show's incredible mm-hmm. uh, I love
2: that show Please It's please. a guilty pleasure I know I really want them to make a spinoff Where like Merlin finally finds King Arthur's uh, Like uh, Reincarnated soul yep. He's like There you are me boy Why is he Scottish all of a sudden I don't know <laughs>
1: This is the first female superhero movie in DCU in the DCU after the Wonder Woman movies. So what you're saying is it's not the first. <laughs> <laughs> They're obsessed. They're obsessed with uh, with virtue signaling. They're obsessed with identity politics. I'm out. They said Priyanka Chopra expressed interest in Batgirl. That one I would have supported. I can't help it. I'm a Priyanka Chopra Stan, all day. Can't help it. Mm. <laughs> Uh, So they're upset. They they love it. They love the virtue signaling. And it says, uh, so we'll see how it comes off. Uh, I don't know. Birds of Prey was awful. Uh, yeah, I legitimate. never watched it. It was awful. So we will see if they... See, it's not the... Oh, I guess those aren't superheroes. Those are super villains. So
2: no, she's an anti-hero. She's an anti-
1: so it's the second superhero movie. I guess that's not like a... a that's not a solo movie. That's mm-hmm. a, That was a Harley Quinn and company yeah. movie. And I know that they've said that the... Jo- what did the character? Journey Smollett played in... Um, She played... Uh, oh, I forget who she played in that movie. She didn't play Catwoman. She played a... Uh, she
2: played something.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm... I'm in blanking right now.
2: It's okay, Brett. Who's the first Batgirl? She
1: she was in uh, Birds of Prey as uh, I only saw the movie once. Uh, Black Canary. Mm -hmm. So uh, another swapped character. It's fine. Whatever. (laughs) I don't care. Well, Black
2: Canary. Like for me, if you know how to act seductive, because that's her whole character in the Arrow verse like basically she's very seductive she knows how to woo you and then
1: they didn't really do that in the Arrow verse dina Le- like laurel lance is what's what's the uh, sarah lance just beat the crap out of people that was well, the best no, no, part
2: no. let me continue and also knows how to throw a fist yeah. but in the um justice league cartoon series like she knew how to seduce men
1: yep yeah.
2: but that was her whole thing Why do you think She dresses up like that
1: yeah, They don't do that anymore Because it would be The male gaze uh, uh, So they can't no, do that bullshit. anymore
2: Bullshit I want to see Women dress up And show their Patonk de donk
1: <laughs> It's funny Because it's like It's like when we were Talking about the 355 Yeah Like they think that like Just making it a, a, a Movie that's normally About men mm-hmm. And then making it About women Will get women To come to the cinemas Yeah It's not enough man yeah. You have to actually Tell a good story Like believe it or not women go to spy movies to see hot men be spies
2: this is a big big through uh, imagine, imagine my shot
1: imagine my shot and right? i don't
2: know what accent that was but um, i rolled my r and went with it
1: yeah, there you go mm-hmm. so it's like they, they can't they can't resist virtue signaling they can't resist identity politics i will say that the movie could still be good it's an HBO Max release. We will give it... Uh, we It will might gi- be good. We'll give it the benefit of the doubt and watch it. Mm-hmm. But right now, I am less than convinced.
2: Yeah. So. I don't know. It might be good. You never know. We don't know. know. 2022 is a new year where it, we just swap everything that we love.
1: Everything, is, everything has to be swapped. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miracle, that was fun.
2: Yeah, it was. Uh, right, what
1: are you going to do with the rest of your day today?
2: I'm very hungry. Like, you can't tell, but my stomach is growling. <laughs> like that? No, it's doing a long growl. And it's, like, shaking, like, my whole rib cage.
1: Well, then what we're going to do is we're going to get you out here to go eat. So why don't mm-hmm. you l- give everyone out there your social media?
2: I don't have social media because it rots your brain.
1: That is, that is true. Guys, um, guys guys listen uh <laughs> you can, if you want to talk pop culture with me you can hit me up on Instagram it's at Brett Dasovic uh mm-hmm. that is the only place uh I posted my story I post skating stuff other yeah. than that it's, it's all it is uh if you want to watch full episodes of the podcast they are available on Spotify on Amazon music on Apple podcasts and on Pandora and then if you go to YouTube uh, to YouTube and you get the and you follow us on YouTube like the like the videos subscribe to the channel please leave comments we always appreciate that uh and if you go into the description box of each of the YouTube videos, we put all of these segments into individual sections. Uh, there is a link to the Spotify playlist. I really do believe that the Spotify playlist, like watching us as a full podcast, is the it does the it does the show justice better than the segments do. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and watch us over there. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, we have a Twitter with clips for the show. It's at popculture underscore show. And we are also on Facebook and on TikTok. Make our friend Dane happy and follow mm-hmm. us there. It's at pop culture crisis. We will be back with a new episode tomorrow. Bye guys.
2: Bye.